It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the corner booth? Well, look no further. Yeats official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. All of us here at the corner booth, we each got a pair. We're rocking right now in studio. You want yours? Go to yeatsofficial.com, promo code cornerbooth for 10% off, and get your pair now. My personal recommendation, the Aquas, always fly as hell. Enjoy it. Yeats official, official sponsor of the Corner Booth Podcast. You are now in the Cornwood Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. I'm your amazing host, Mr. Jared Clem, alongside the host of the ever-growing Tailgate on the Pod Quad, uh, Tailgate on the Quad Pod, Mr. Kevin, and the newest member of the Corner Booth family. Oh my God, you guys have heard him before. He he was on the live stream, of course, and he's been uh, around a couple episodes. Mr. J.D. Davis, welcome in, my man. Hey, glad to be here. Very excited to to. Uh... You know, beyond more regular and bucks and sex tonight. There we go, bucks and six. I will talk about that as well as we got uh, Team USA basketball just being a joke. Speaking of jokes, we have more about horns down and that fun stuff. We have some hockey news and NFL headlines, both breaking in the last couple hours before we recorded, of course. Uh, both pertain to the NFC, so this definitely should be interesting. Um, we'll get right into it. Uh, we're going to kick lead off right now. Of course, Samir's on vacation, so we'll let him kind of rule his thing. So it's Pat. Jets, first off, K-Makers was announced. He tore his Achilles. He's going to miss most likely the entire 2021 season. Initial reactions, what do you think this does for the Rams and their NFC, NFC West hopes? I mean, I think it, it hurts, obviously. But it's not going to hurt as much as people are expecting it to. I mean, it's they still have Daryl Henderson, who, if this wants to load, would be great. I had more to back this up. <laughs> and it doesn't want to load. So if you go to Belly Fantasy Sports, actually, you can check out uh, by Mad Titan something about Cam Akers' injury. Daryl Henderson outperformed him in college. Didn't go to the same college, but did better than him in college and has done better than him in the NFL. 
he has nine less carries than Cam Akers, one less yard, and three more touchdowns. This does not hurt the Rams as much as people are making it out to. And also, they still just got Matt Stafford, which is a marked improvement at quarterback. So where does the JD Ellis gave this thing? Well, where does the Cam Akers type come from? Because on tape, I, I mean, I've watched Cam Akers for four years in college when he played at FSU. And I, I thought he's always a good explosive back with good power. But where does this hype from Akers go? If his if because Henderson, when I see him play, is not that impressive. He scores touchdowns, but it's not like he doesn't like wow me on tape. Where does the Cam Akers hype come from? You you hit it on the head. He's explosive and is a powerful runner. Daryl Henderson isn't. He's not as a big play guy, but he's more consistent. It seems. And if you're a flashy player, people will automatically like you more than a guy who will put up the same numbers or similar numbers, but in not as exciting a way. Like how Jonathan Stewart outlasted D'Angelo Williams in Carolina. Yeah. Fair enough. I feel like, uh, yeah, the Acres is lost hundred uh, percent. Um, I mean, you'd be kind of dumb to just like not acknowledge that in any sort of way. Uh, but like, I think it'd be a much bigger loss if obviously, uh, they didn't make that trade for Stafford. If this was still a Jared Goff team, um, I think they would probably have to rely on the run game a little more. Uh, yeah, I think Stafford is, um, poised to have a big year. I think he's going to throw it around the yard. Um, the bigger thing is, is kind of for the future. Uh, as we know, the Rams have like zero draft picks for the next like 10 years. I know that's an exaggeration, but like. In general, if they start to have injury problems with some of these guys that, like, they're not paying, but they're getting for, like, a decent deal, because I believe Cam Akers is still on, you know, first contract uh, pretty cheap. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, that's the problem with the Rams is you build this team, but if it starts to, you know, injuries become more and more of an issue, they're going to have issues because they're not just going to be able to, like, plug and replace guys because uh, they don't really have the draft capital to make trades and, and things like that right now. I honestly look at like this overall through the division, and I had somebody text me there. They go, Jared, what do you think of the NFC West? Is it really the Rams division to win? And I look at it and I said, the worst part about this division is that we have no idea what the hell is going to happen in San Fran. We have no idea what the hell is going to happen in Seattle. Because, I mean, yeah, we're going to have Ross, we have DK, Tyler Lockett. They're going to score a ton of points. But is their defense going to play well for the whole season? And you have Arizona, who's this, like, unknown wild card down in uh, – down in the desert, who honestly keeps loading up, has good talent. J.J. Watt and A.J. Green are not additions to shake a stick at. And I think they got another running back to go with Chase Edmonds. I can't remember the name right now. Well, they had another running back to go with Chase Edmonds. So I look at the team as a whole. I do think this does affect the division overall, only because their lead in my eyes over talent with San Fran and Arizona just gap the shrunk it shrunk a little bit. I still think Henderson, like Kevin said, still puts up good numbers, but I think Akers kind of keeps the defense honest with how explosive he is. Also a thing, this will hurt the Rams this year, but long term impact is not going to be too bad. There's a study done by J1 Yang at the University of Washington, Seattle, Jonathan Hodax, Jason T. Machen, Rhode Island Hospital, and Eric Seacrest at the Atrium Musculoskeletal Institute that said that within two years, you are back to pre-injury levels of production after an Achilles tear in the NFL. So long term, it's not going to hurt them too much. This year, maybe a little bit next year, they'll still be feeling the effects of it. But also, Akers is young, so by yeah. 
it's not a knee now. Yeah. It's definitely so. that that's completely different when you're talking about that planting, you know, recovery. Not everyone's Adrian Peterson. True. Yeah. Also, shout out me for pronouncing musculoskeletal correctly. There you go, Pat. I wouldn't have known if you didn't. Yeah, we were kind of, I, I kind of was like, the only thing I've heard of you, Washington, uh, Seattle, is like, I'm like, oh, my cousin's getting her doctorate there. That's the only, really, like, the only thing I knew about that. But, uh, yeah, no, that's honestly pretty cool. I thought, because I always, like, I always thought Achilles injuries were, like, a death sentence for at least a year and a half for an athlete. So. I feel like uh, the I worst for study. basketball. Basketball, because a lot of jump, more jumping, right. especially compared to a running back. Um, right. Running back. Also, another yeah. thing, 11 months is about the recovery time. So, yeah, probably missing this entire year. Probably be slow to start next year, but. And it's just another thing to look at and already one of the most competitive divisions in, in the league. Man, that, that race is always fun. It's going to be really fun this year. It was fun well, last year. Well, hey, we're about to throw another uh, cloud of dirt in this uh NFC picture because Aaron Rodgers, of course, was it just broke about on a what three four hours ago that he was offered an extension and turned it down that would have made him the highest paid player in the NFL. Possibly, if I don't. I was NFL history or NFL overall right now. Either way, I think that's the lot, same thing. A lot, a lot of damn money, a lot of damn money, and he goes, "Not, nah, I'm good." So, Kev, you said before the show you've heard he's coming back. I saw something that he told someone or someone close to him said he's coming back. Uh, still rumors, kind of. And also, I think that would make him the highest paid player in NFL history because the current highest paid player in NFL history is active in the NFL, I believe. Right. Because those numbers keep going up. So I don't get why this is news, though. This isn't surprising. I, I, I know. I just saw the update. I think ESPN's really bored today besides the Cam Akers story. I'm not mad at you for bringing it up. Like, we have to talk about it because people are talking. But I, it, it should be like, oh, by the way, unsurprisingly, Aaron Rodgers, who does not want to be in Green Bay and who has already made a lot of money, declined a five-year contract extension. I'm sorry. If I loved being in Green Bay and I was 37, I would not sign a five-year extension. Was it five years or did it make it, like, two years added on? Or is it that would what you're have saying? tied him to Green Bay it would for have, five for five. Years. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I I didn't so, was like did I was it five on five top more of? years okay. than yeah yeah yeah. I, I would so not do that. So basically, they're trying to prevent him from like playing out the rest of his contract, then dipping out to like San Fran because they're probably going to be San, or San Fran or Denver or whoever for like a, a one year matinee trying to win another Super Bowl. Well, and if he wants to get traded, it would give Green Bay all that power because like with every year they don't trade him kind of somewhere where he wants to go or, or, or anything like that. Um, he just gets closer to being like, fine, you'll get nothing from me. So why would he push that two years out when it, as you know, Kevin said, it's very clear that yeah, so <laughs> he doesn't more want to be more we analyze, the more and more Kevin's right. It's the dumbest headline I've probably seen today. I, 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 Stephen out. Smith got to yell about it for five minutes. So oh boy, he yelled he at his colleagues next for, year too. So this contract would get rid of that probably. Yeah. So yeah, he's going to get that contract like with whether if he wants to, you know, say he ends up in Denver, likes it there, he can like Denver will offer him that contract. Like he will make that money wherever he wants to go. Oh yeah. So it's really. If he, I would be surprised if he took less. If he's like, you know what, I I made enough money. Just a just middle finger give, to Green Bay. Give me weapons. He'll go also, play yeah. 
Just like, see, I'm reasonable on the right team. Like, oh, that would just be such a punch in the face if he took less money. Well, I mean, I I feel like after getting traded, I feel like Green Bay has been owed a punch in the face by how they treated like the last couple players like this. It's just that that front office has been basically playing with house money for a long time, and they're basically waiting to get punched. I need him to not come back. He can't break the streak. The three best quarterbacks in Green Bay history, Bart Starr, Brett Favre, and Aaron Rodgers, have all played 16 years, and that's it. Which isn't saying that 16 years, but I need him to not break that streak. Is this, would that mean he doesn't play there next year or this year? This year. So he would have to leave before the season started? He would have to sit out, yes. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. There we go. I don't see that coming. I think he's going to play in Green Bay. He's going to play to get that contract done. Because if he sits out, he'll still not have an out. So I think it pushes everything back if you sit out. Yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, like, if if he wanted to be there, there was an extension to be had. It it would have happened by now. The idea that they they offered it to him and then – it's almost like they offered it to him knowing he was going to say no. Just so they could be like, see, look at the money we're offering. We're we're trying to be – we're doing our part, you know. The way they yeah, play and, the media as a front office is, like, disgusting, to be honest. And their fans are probably going to eat it up, too. I feel like some of their fans – a lot of the fans have been on Aaron Rodgers' side, but some of them are going to be like, see, they offered him all this money. When money has never been the issue with Aaron Rodgers, he's never been like, I'm underpaid. He's been, And he'll get that money anywhere. Yeah, and he's also been like, I don't have anyone to throw to except Devontae Adams. Get me someone to throw to. And they're like, hey, you want he, some more money for us he, not to spend on weapons? He made Bob Tunyon, like, a top ten tight end. And this dude, I think, didn't he go, like, sixth round or undrafted? So it, it, he made Richard Rogers a household name for about a week. Maybe like, the best-to-best best, or best back-to-back uh, wide receiver draft. And he's like, hey, uh, you want a corner? Uh, how about a D-end? Couldn't even give him one of those guys. Like, you know, even a second, third round guy. They couldn't even get like an Ayuk or a fuck it or like check for an Ayuk. Eight men, like, you know, eight, yeah. like just something. I mean, like just even last year, like Michael Pittman Jr. was still available. I mean, Rodgers made him look like an all pro. You had right. uh, who else falling late in the round? That's the thing is it's like a home run. They're going to like as you're going to look brilliant if you draft a guy in the third round. And he, like most likely as a receiver with Aaron Rodgers, if he's half talented, had, he'll hit. They had, they had Claypool there. They had Denzel Mims. There was guys available. That's what cracks me about this. I was looking funny after all this stuff with Aaron Rodgers came out about him being unhappy, which we all kind of knew lately, right. the last couple of years. They're like, you know what? Like you said, JD, we're going to take a corner that and we not even probably like the best get in the second available. round. Not even the best corner that was on the board. And, like, I get it. If Sertan fell for some reason or, like, one of those top three or Farley or something fell, yes, you take him. But not a guy you could get at your pick. Not even trading. Right, it's, it's not like anyone thought this was a steal at where they got him or anything, to your point. Yeah, no, and that's the thing, a... too, is you don't have to give a first round. Like, you don't have to go get the guy in the first round. They've been deep, deep wide receiver drafts. I mean, we've seen guys in third, fourth rounds make genuine impacts on teams with average quarterbacks. Didn't they draft a guy in, like, the fourth round or something like that? Did they this year? I think so. They drafted one receiver. It was, like, the fifth or sixth round they drafted one. I swear, because I remember seeing a tweet from somebody about it. I was laughing. Oh, it's Amari Rogers. That's what they Yeah, did. I was going to say. I was like, I'm like, wait, I know who they drafted, too. Like, it was like a guy who I knew who he was. I mean, oh, my God, you got an undersized slot receiver. He runs great routes, though. 
Right. They took him in the third. He'll probably be right. good. Oh, no, he'll probably be like an all-pro with Rodgers. Right. <laughs> and they'll be like, look, we found your receiver. And he'll look at him like, if you took any of the guys in the first round, they'd be Hall of Famers with me. I think Green Bay does what New England's done for the last couple of years. They want to prove to everyone that they're smarter. And it ends up biting them in the ass. We're starting to talk about this with Bill Belichick now. And it's been a story how Belichick can't really draft well. Right. But he'd yeah. always get bailed out by his coaching or Tom Brady. Now he doesn't have Tom Brady. So people are saying, oh, Bill Belichick can't draft. And and those guys on defense have kind of hit New England. Hang on a second. Not all of them, yeah. but I think more than Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, that's true. It's so, like, it at least feels like it's not – don't get me wrong. Yeah, Bill Belichick not known for his drafting. But, like, more like Bill Belichick not known for drafting wide receivers, but he's taking the shot on him at least. I don't know I if that's, like, better, but <laughs> – Not to make this about the Patriots. I saw something like some Green Bay writers, like, the Packers should trade for Nikhil Harry. That will make Aaron Rodgers really happy. He's a big – Red zone. Dude, Harry can't can play. Can we throw in the J.J. Ortega Whiteside in that conversation, too, Kevin? <laughs> he can't. Like, I'm sorry. Nikhil Harry cannot play football at the NFL level. He's gonna. He's going to be in the CFL in a couple of years. And I think we need to start. We need to pick right now. The CFL team that will be the equivalent to what the Shanghai Sharks are. To, oh, this guy sucks. He's going to be on the Sharks in two years. Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Blue Bombers. All right, that's the team. Because, like, they used to have, like, the most electric offense when I was a kid. Perfect. Also, who gives a crap about anything that happens in Winnipeg? Jets fans. I was going to say the Jets. <laughs> Not the, the hockey Jets. And, so, I mean, speaking of hockey, uh, we got some hockey stuff. Kev, the expansion drafts tomorrow. Seattle Kraken. Literally, honestly, the more and more I look at it, it's getting cooler and cooler to me. I got yeah, to check out the logo. I haven't even looked at the logo. Logo's kind of fire. Gonna be honest. I'll look it up right now. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird. I saw something that said a lot of the unprotected guys were free agents. I didn't realize with this expansion draft, the Kraken had exclusive negotiating rights with free agents from Sunday until tomorrow. That's that kind of is like almost like our Ma- like a Madden League kind of thing where it's like oh you get first dibs on all free agents. Yeah, I mean I think it's cool. <clears throat> uh, a video was leaked that uh, hang on, sorry to go. Um, so you know Seattle has the fish industry and they throw the salmon. That's mm-hmm. the thing. There's a video leak that they're doing stuff around Seattle to announce their picks in the expansion draft. One of them leaked. And it's Alexander Kerfoot from the Maple Leafs. I'm curious if they just picked a random guy or if that's actually going to be their pick. But there's some good unprotected players. Uh, The uh, Blues didn't protect Vladimir Tarasenko. He wanted out. He requested to be traded. So I think they're just like, just take him off our hands. We don't have to pay any money. Get him out of here. Uh, Carey Price from Montreal. Some think that that was so they could protect a younger goalie for when Price retires and the Kraken won't take him with his albatross of a contract. Mm -hmm. I really hope that they end up taking Carey Price because fuck Montreal. (laughs) I agree. Also, these uniforms and logo, I'm very into it. I'm just checking them out. 
these are kind of sick. Sure. I think they should have named the team the Sasquatch or the Totems, but <laughs> that's a joke. That's this, a horrible uh, name that I've heard people I heard people throw out there. We just saw it with the, the Golden Knights, though. The expansion draft is like the Golden Knights, what, they went to the championship the first year and had probably on paper the, like the second best hockey team this year, even though they didn't make it. Like, it's it's a I mean they're they're you could be successful right away. It's not like most fran it's not like the NBA or a new franchise has to go through. I like, would say the NBA uh, and the NFL are the most anti-expansion when it comes to success leagues because uh, like expansion baseball. teams also mess up really badly. They I'm, always take a quarterback in the yeah. actual draft first, which is a horrible decision. Also, uh, the reason the Golden Knights were so good was their GM was really good and made a lot of trades too. Right. A hot goalie, Mark Andre Fleury, when they went to the cup. But that was a he was an expansion draft guy, Fleury, mm-hmm. right? I, I know because we let him go because of Mark Murray, uh, or Matt Murray. But Matt um, Murray. and also uh, the Golden Knights are exempt from this. Mm. When they were coming into the league, they negotiated within four years. They are exempt from any expansion drafts, and mm-hmm. this is oh really? Yep. Is this, will they get the same treatment, Seattle, I assume? Well, it's not like there's going to be another expansion. There hasn't been anything. There but. probably won't be for a while. Yeah, I was going to say. If they negotiated it, then yeah. What are, what are, what is this now? Thir- is it 32 now? This yeah, is 32. 32. Wow. Look at you, hockey. I, I do. I, I like the uniforms. Actually, the color scheme everything. I'm kind of into it. Looks cool. Did they build a stadium for them? <clears throat> Uh, they're playing where the Sonics used to play. Okay, that's what I thought. The Seattle's been begging game. for their basketball team, but they got a hockey team. Yeah, it's Climate Pledge Arena, which is the most Seattle name ever. Right. <laughs> uh, used to be Key Arena. Is that like a business, I assume? Like a nonprofit or something? That's sponsoring that? I've never even heard of that. Interesting. That's definitely the most interesting, uh, definitely the most interesting uh, arena name I've heard in a while. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, that's the first one I've like heard. I'm like, I don't even know what that like is. Like, I can, I can imagine what it is, but I'm just saying like, it's not like a business or like a, you know, oh my AT&T God. or something. <laughs> Guess who decided on that name? Uh, no, I- I'm open for it. Open for Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Oh, Amazon <laughs> bought the name. I was like thinking, right. who's West Jeff Coast? Bezos. Who would do it? Yeah, nope. Do we Jam- start playing the Bo Burnham song now, or do we wait a little bit? <laughs> I would just put it, like, very quiet under this. Like, right from when I say, Jeff, guess who named it, you start playing it. <laughs> oh, I, might, I, might have to do so. I, I don't know if I can get that into the actual audio file. I mean, I probably could. What? Never mind. I was thinking out loud. It's not hard to do. I know. I was thinking out loud, like how, like how I'd get around it, like flipping. The, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, um, got one other NFL headline. Uh, Pro Cup. Kev, you got anything more on that? No. First off, NHL. NHL. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's. I think his first name is Luke. Luke Pro Cup. Uh, the first NHL player under contract. To come out as gay. So that's two professional athletes this year that have come out as gay. And arguably two of the toughest sports in America. Uh, do you think he would have um, – I mean, I don't – yeah, I don't know anything about the guy. But do you think the 
Carl Nassib Moot News, you know, kind of sparked it? Or do you oh, think 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%, yeah, I think, uh, which was the I goal, think, right, for Carl? Yeah. That's what he said. He said he wants this to become a normal thing, and that's why right. he's doing it. Right. And for this kid, like, now he can, you know, get it out there, and it's not like he has to – like, I think, like, Carl probably wishes he's like, dang, I – I'm kind of known around the league. Like he said, he didn't want to have to like make it a thing. I'm sure this kid's like, okay, if I do it kind of on my way up, you know, then when I make it in the NHL, like it's not really a big deal. Cause he's still a prospect. Like I don't, yeah, he's not on the predators, but I don't know. I don't know how good he is either. I know nothing about the kid. If he will be in the NHL or what. Uh, let's see when he was like 73rd overall. So not horrendously bad, but third round. Yeah. Well, good for him. I hope he succeeds in the NHL because it'd be cool if he, you know, if he was the better he gets, the you know, cooler the story, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, I'm going to go off a different note here because uh, I know Kev's got some ammunition on this one. Oh, Team USA basketball, you never fail to disappoint, except in games, actually. They they beat Spain yesterday. Yeah, I watched the last, like, two minutes. Pretty handily, right? Uh, they, I saw Zach Levine just go to town on on a play, just slice the lane, just yamming on somebody. It, they were, it was back and forth. They were down early. And then they had an 11-0 run in the third, which helped them win. But this team is still bad. Mm. I also think they're not used to the rules either, because FIFA rules are FIFA rules are a little, I guess, less soft. Or like it's not even the rules; it's just. Oh the no, they only won. They only won are, by seven, eighty-three, yeah. seventy-six. I, I saw so, something about like how they're they're not getting these like these like pump fake three drawing foul shots that they're used to getting in the NBA. Yeah, the, the arms swipe, which I know. is the worst thing about the NBA, and I'm glad it's happening. Honestly, the NBA and, needs to get rid of it. But that's not even the only issue. You had two guys who had to leave. Kevin Love, the token white guy who people were saying was there, also blamed an ankle injury. I don't think it was just that. I think it was probably also being called the token white guy. And then Bradley Beal. So they needed they need a true point guard and big men. JaVale so McGee. Yeah, JaVale McGee. That's not – they're like, oh, we need a shot blocker. Okay. Uh, what about Julius Randle? Doesn't block as many shots, but he's a better defender at this point in his career. Didn't even ask Randle to come. Randall said, if I was asked, I would have gone and played. Didn't ask him. And then, um, okay, but you get your big man fine. So maybe they should try to get, you know, a true point guard, someone to facilitate a little bit more. They're getting Drew Holiday, who's pretty good at that, but someone else maybe. Uh, I don't know. Chris Paul, even though he's getting up there, if he's healthy, see if he can come. No, Keldon Johnson, 21-year-old guard for the Spurs. Hmm, who's their coach? Greg Popovich, so of course he's going to want his young guy there, who's not going to contribute whatsoever. Team USA basketball is a joke. We will be lucky if we medal this year. I think we're going to medal, but I also think this this has got to be Pop's last Olympics. There's no there's no question. It's it's over. He's I'm like sorry. six and three. In I know odds on favorite. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know. I we've done this in the past, like messed around in some of these games and we end up winning the olympics now i still Fun think fact, this team like this no, team has haven't. kevin durant we have it not has done kevin this durant. before 
by the way. Didn't we, haven't we, what, didn't we lose um, in a couple? We have, between 1992 and 2019, USA Basketball had lost three games. They have lost oh. three games this tournament, like these exhibitions. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know I also that. think until they lose in actual play, like for actual, like where it counts, I think we can kind of half pump the brakes here, like soft pump, not to uh, make our letter Kenny reference there, but uh, I, I, it, let's see if they turn it on. That's all I'll say, because like it, they may honestly just be dogging it. These games are also played in Vegas. And these yeah. guys just got off a long season. You can put two and two together there. I'd like to think there's a little more focus for the actual Olympics. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think they're gonna. I still think they're gonna win. I really do. Uh, I think they're first. They're the best official, team. Yeah, the first. They're the best team, and um, after you know, after two horrible losses, I think they probably took it a little more serious. They are the odds-on favorite, and Spain is followed. I think Spain is the second best odds to win, and they just beat Spain. So, like, yeah, am I as confident as year in year out? No. Could they not win? Of course. It's definitely going to be competitive, but I still think you know, best team. I, the new additions and, and also Javel McGee is just just great television, good, bad, and the ugly. It's just great television. Watching him and playing the Olympics is, is I really either going to be sad is. or oh my gosh, I, I, I need he's going to do a couple a, things that is going to be hilarious. A, I need a shacked in a full Olympic edition so bad. It's not he's going to do something you've never seen on a basketball court, and you're just going to laugh for five minutes. So for well, that alone, well, I'm glad well, Javel's well, on it. Literally, like high school, that's what I remember. Just when he was a rookie, like right. Shaq just crapping on him for weeks. Shaq and the fool. Yeah, every I week. Still, they still – now it's a, it's like – there were a lot of – I watched a couple of the old episodes in this season, and the superstar – a lot of superstars were actually in a boost. It's still hysterical after like eight years. Now, I will say it's sad that like this conversation of like should they win, should they not is out there. Cause like it shouldn't be like it's just on paper with Damian Lillard and Kevin Durant and like just guys on the t- like they're starting five alone and I do think Chris Middleton um, and Devin Booker are gonna help a lot. Andrew Holiday plays great defense, so you got your peer scorers. So I, I do think the guys in the finals make a difference. I really do. Hopefully they're not you know gassed. Hopefully you know the Bucks for <clears throat> America because they're America's team will end it tonight so everyone can get a little more rest. Because that's what the Bucks do. Because they are America's team. I, I mean, they're late superstars. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say, I am. I, I, when we talk, Go we're Bucks. talking about, we're talking to, about to talk finals in a little bit. But yeah, I, um, I'll, I have more on the Bucks in a minute. At least in my opinion, that FIBA, also needs to update their rankings more often. They last updated them in March. Right. Uh, in their power rankings, America's third, and this was released two or three days ago. Four days ago, America was third behind Australia and Spain. So they beat Spain, so they might be two. They should not be one after this abysmal showing. Also, though, these Olympics in and of themselves are a shit show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, No sex in the Olympic Village. What the hell? This is what the Olympics are built on. Right. They learn. There's a stat we look for every four years about how many condoms were used. That literally has been a stat in the Olympics since since I was a kid. They always joke about it on SportsCenter. Yes, and Japan built cardboard beds that can only hold one person, so they break. They said that. Did you see the video of the gymnast who like tested it? 
What about the, no. the Italian? There was an Italian soccer player who like literally body slammed it. Oh no, yeah, there, there was a gymnast I saw from somewhere that did like three triple backflips on it and like threw his entire body. No, not a big dude, but like threw his entire body weight and basically said like everything I've heard about the people in there that, that that's just full of crap. But yeah, probably. But they're just trying. But to... They, also, you know, but like it, they're making a point out of it. To your point, like even that that's a story is more reasons why this Olympics is a shit show. Uh. Becca Myers, deaf and blind, com- was going to compete in the Paralympics. Her personal care assistant is her mother. You know, you need someone you can trust with that, so it's her mother who helps her out. Uh, the Olympics told her couldn't she couldn't bring her mother. They have one personal care assistant. So she couldn't come, so she backed out. She the and dude then, who ran away? The Ugandan weightlifter. I was about to get to that. Uh... What's his name? Julius Sekateleko was found in Yokechi, a city 105 miles east of the host town. Uh, police are asking what happened, and he said he didn't want to go home. So he's uh, he was found and is getting shipped home. And they still might cancel the Olympics. They said this morning, ESPN had a whole story about it, that uh, – the Olympic Committee said they're not opposed to a last-minute cancellation. They basically said, we're not that far in. We can still do it, which is nuts to me because it does feel like you're that far in. All the athletes are there. There's no fans. Like, what at this point, canceling, I don't know what that is going to do. This Olympics they're already is going there. to go down it's as the, shittiest the, Olympics. the second biggest shit show of an Olympics. I'm Number guessing. one is going to be the 1904 Olympics in St. Louis. Oh, here we go. We're in sports bonus round. Because during the uh, marathon portion, it, it was hysterical. They gave them rat poison at one point instead of water, which caused dehydration. Uh, the roads weren't paved. They were running on dirt. Classic uh, mix-up. Feral dogs attacked the runners at points. The guy who won, like, sat down under an apple tree, ate some apples, fell asleep, then walked the rest of it and won because no one else made it. So remember, guys, as long if even if Tokyo is the worst Olympics ever, ever, no one was attacked by feral dogs. Good job, St. Louis. Woohoo. All right, uh, and uh, as JD alluded to twice already, tonight is Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Yes, sir. Um, I'll lead off with this. The Bucks are growing on me. I was I was on the Suns bandwagon because I, was in, I felt in debt to them for knocking LeBron and the headache that he is out of the playoffs. All the coverage, gone. The only time I've seen heard about LeBron besides of his shitty movie is like and his McDonald's toe, which is hysterical. I don't know if you've seen it yet. I'll post it on the uh, Corner Booth Instagram later. I have not heard. Oh, on a courtside visit here and there, I haven't heard anything about LeBron, and I'm kind of enjoying the finals. There's been no stupid headlines, no dumb comments. Nobody gives a shit. I've heard about. He brought KD. his own. He brought his own tequila in. Yeah, I don't care. He's tweeting <laughs> about Chris Paul. Um, I will say this, though. Giannis, that dunk he had on that alley-oop, incredible. The intensity, 
looks great. The Bucks, the Bucks have, I've never seen, I haven't seen this in like a, a very long time in sports where the team of destiny gets that title snatched from them mid series by the team they're playing in the in the championship. I have not seen that in, or the, in so long. Or the team of destiny like switches on a dime like that. Yeah. Like the feeling yeah. of it. Like that it's funny because like everyone I know a lot of people like most people are were rooting for the Suns. And I would say a lot of them still are. But like people have like kind of turned mid series. They're like, you know what? Giannis is a good guy like this is pretty cool. Like I know I a lot of people for, that were rooting for the Suns that are now telling Buck. me they're rooting for the Bucks. I feel bad for Buck because it's like I think a lot of the Suns animosity is ironically through Chris Paul. Oh, like, most of it. The foul, Did, the foul on Giannis was just ridiculous. It was I, I so dirty. It, I watched it again and then I saw the the um the part the part of my take guys do it as well and I was like, dude, the more and more I watch, the more my I'm like, you know what? It's bad. Like, screw this, dude. He it's can go out a freaking ring. No, this like, is – so that's the thing is before this series, everyone – who oh, I thought Chris Paul, n- known heel in the NBA, right? Like, I think most people, like, didn't like Chris Paul. At least that's the way I've always kind of looked at it from, like, just kind of like the NBA fan perspective, whatever. And then this series, everyone's like, Devin Booker, next Kobe, you know. Uh, we'll talk about that too. We'll segue. But um, – and Chris Paul, like – you know, getting a ring finally, like this would be so sweet. I'm like, what, where did this come from? This like people now rooting for Chris Paul stuff. And now back to back embarrassing games. Honestly, he shoves a dude in the back as he gets dunked on at home. And people are like, Oh yeah, no, Chris Paul sucks. And now people are kind of back on that bandwagon. And I love it. I think we, I've never I, been a Chris Paul guy. I think it's, I think we literally, it's just, well, I'm not going to call it the LeBron effect. But I swear it's from him. The, the the Suns became America's darlings of basketball for about I don't know. They're also two, so much fun to watch when they're oh yeah, rolling. But That's two, three, part of it. They've got a guy in Aiton who people were starting to call maybe maybe not like baby I wouldn't show. say a bust, but he was like maybe a waste of a number one overall pick. He had a guy in Booker who's trying to buck the Kardashian curse, and then on top of that, you know you, know, you have this guy in Chris Paul. Maybe he's He's like found like a way to like help this team win, and they knock the Lakers out. The irritating, annoying guy the media never shuts up about them Lakers, and we're like, oh, oh, okay, this is this is all right. This is gonna be fun now. We got this. But now, like you know, Chris Paul kind of showing his true colors a little bit in the finals, because after game two, it looked over to me. I was like, okay, book it. Suns and four. Like, this is it. Like, we're done here. I'm going to be, like, we're going to be, like, finals going to be over by July 2nd. Like, this is it. And now we're like, oh. Or not July 2nd, maybe, like, July 10th or whatever it was. Anyway. um, I will say, um, I am, I was beyond, I drunk texted you guys, Bucks and Six, just on one and a half after that, after that game five. Um. I'm a Bucks fan. I feel like I've said that on this podcast, but I'm relatively new here. So I, if it wasn't abundantly obvious, I'm a Bucks fan. Um, but I'm so nervous about tonight because like as fast as that momentum shifted and now everyone's just giving Milwaukee the championship. And as fast as that shifted, if you lose tonight, it's 180 the other way around. Like they got the momentum going. So like as much as I am, you know, preaching Bucks and six, I'll be, Hype and a half tonight if they win. Don't get me wrong. I am so – like, I'm nervous right now. It's 3 o'clock. I'm legit, like, nervous. I have six hours to go. 
I have those like butterflies in my stomach. That being said, I, I still think they will get it done tonight, but like, it feels like the, like people are already starting to kind of flip that narrative to like the, all right, like Giannis, like they're finally kind of giving Giannis his credit. And now they're like, they're going into like finals MVP. This it's like, I want everyone to just take a breath. Cause uh, this is going to be, I think this is going to be a, a hell of a game tonight. Not to mention, if you're a fan of the NBA, this finals is good. This finals is good. You got guys that are drafted to where they came from, other than Chris Paul, but like he's kind of the older vet. Like you, you, you kind of you don't take exception to that, like a KD moving around or stuff like that. Everyone pretty much where they're drafted. Um, you know, for the most part, Booker and Giannis putting on a show, both very likable guys, and. Uh, it's been the last two games have been some of the best NBA finals games we've gotten in a while. I mean, those have just been so, so good. Two games ago was like crazy good, but like, you know, kind of sloppy at times. And then this last game, I mean, everyone, everyone was playing really well. It's it's always good when the bad team wins, always is playing well as well. Yeah, that was a lot of words, but I, it's a good finals. It's a really good finals for basketball. If you're just a fan of watching the sport. I said bucks and six last live stream. Thursday, when our yes. shout out to our boy Bon Snow for coming on as well. I came back halfway through. I had said, wait, were you guys talking about Chris Paul's foul when Giannis was dunking it? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I want to point something out here real quick. I do not like Chris Paul. I think he's a cheap, dirty player. However, I don't get how we can blast Chris Paul for doing that when Giannis has literally almost a foot on him when Giannis did the same thing to Devin Booker a few games before. I, I just will, want to point that out. I will also, I will agree with you there that I for, I'm He's like. He's got a foot and a half of him, but he makes no play. Like, there is no play for Chris Paul there. There's no play for Giannis anyone. to make as he's hitting Chris, Devin Booker in the neck from behind I was, him. I was going to say. I he's did, swiping the second, at the ball like he's big enough. The second. Like Chris Paul, he is, he is dunk, he is hands on rim. Sorry, Jared. Don't hands do on that. rim. Don't but do he's that. being shoved in the back. Don't do that. Don't Bucks play. Giannis was not trying to play the ball. He was trying to foul him so he couldn't get the shot. Yeah, that was. Okay, that all right, all right. All right. Either been, way, those are very a, different plays. Yeah, Danger wise as well. Giannis actually had a chance to better defend Devin Booker. Yeah. Because he is taller than him. Chris Paul, that's all he could do. That's also what you're trained to do in basketball. Don't give up an easy basket. Foul him so he misses. Yeah, I will say this. The second Kev brought this up, I was like, oh, shit, I know exactly what Donkey's talking about now. I And it, it all came roaring back to me. And also, I would like to point out, Chris Paul's wasn't as bad because Chris Paul was under him. Yeah. So That's worse. No, De- Giannis running behind oh, Giannis and just sticking his arm out, that's worse. Because that, you're more likely to push him out of bounds and hit on the net. I'm not to f- backboard. That's worse. I'm not saying either's bad because that's what they're trained to do. From a young age, but we can't just blast one guy for doing it and then go, oh, but Giannis, no, okay. it's fine, it's Giannis. So I'll just slow. I think I Giannis is getting less. You're talking about Giannis is getting less hate because Giannis is a more likable guy than Chris Paul is. If the if Chris Devin Paul, Booker make his shot, by the way, I'm just yeah, yeah he dunked it, he yammed it. Okay. Um, I don't remember Devin that. Booker, Giannis, both likable players, but Giannis has kind of been like, you can't really hate Giannis. You kind of feel bad for him, if anything. You maybe like I felt bad for him after the loss to the Heat last year when they got swept. But like with Chris Paul, Chris Paul's already had that stigma on him for a while that he's one of the more hated players in the NBA. So that's why Chris Paul's is getting more recognition now than Giannis did. Like what was it, two games ago, Kevin, or one game ago? It's a game four or game three. Uh, for Chris Paul. No, Chris Paul was the uh, game five. Uh. Giannis's was I hate YouTube ads. Yep, me too. I really I gotta 
find this this clip you're talking about here. I just sent it to you. Okay. It it was also in game five. There you go. All I'll say is this while JD's checking the tape is that if I'm being completely honest, Chris Paul's what it did not look as bad as both dunks also look sicker because of the foul. But when they talked about Giannis is on Devin Booker, I heard a lot of the commentators talk a possible flagrant one or flagrant two, whatever the one is that you don't get ejected, but there's no, you do get ejected, but there's no suspension. Oh my God. I forgot they didn't Booker's dunk didn't count because PJ Tucker fouled. Oh yes. That was the play. That's such bullshit. Oh my Lord. That's why no, I remember something about this dunk that I forgot about. You're not going to tell me that that's not more dangerous, though. Than what, was it more, like, was it intentional? Yeah. Was it bad? Yeah. But, like, Giannis is so much farther in the air. The dude is literally, like, behind him and has no chance at the play and legit pushes him from underneath, like, trying to take out his legs. Like, Devin Booker is not nearly as high up. Like, I, I don't, they're not good. I'll give you a Like, that's not a great – no, it was – but I don't think like one is like hands extended in the like anger of the moment, like has no chance at not saying Giannis did, but Giannis was like, I'm going to try to do the thing. I genuinely like, I just think he didn't get around him where like you kind of wrap him and just kind of like, yeah, that's a foul. But like, I'm not trying to like take him out. The one is literally like a two hand push while like underneath like his butt trying to take out his legs as high up as Giannis is. I think Which one again, has a lot more trained possibility to, told to do from a young age. You're not told to push somebody like that. I don't think. You're told foul to prevent the easy basket. Right, but but that the basket like he had already dunked by the time he had pushed him. Like Giannis's was still pre-dunk. Giannis had his hands on the rim when he was being shoved. I need like a giant gong for this season when like because J- JD, I feel like you're gonna be like me. You're gonna go on a rant about something when you get animated. So I am. When, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna not, get like. I'm gonna get like I'm, Kevin, I'm not saying you're you're on this right. I'm saying like we need a giant buzzer for JD when it's time for him to take a chill pill. Oh, I'm, dude, this I'm is not arguing one is worse than the other, one is better than the other. Okay. I'm saying we can't just give Giannis a pass for doing something very similar. All right, yeah, I, that's I, I, my to, argument. To Jared's point, I guess it's it's the history. You know, it's the that's definitely the history in the media because Chris it's Paul, the Zaza Pachulia sticking his leg out against Kawhi, like you know what I mean? Like it, it's like that guy, like when he did that. You mean it's Zaza like, oh, the done. bounty hunter? <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Like Chris Paul isn't that. Don't get me wrong, but he has had a pat. And and, and I liked that when this happened too. Like there was about six different highlights I saw on Twitter of like just different times this year that Chris Paul's just tripping people and and being dirty. He's just got the history to it. But we can move on from that because honestly, that's a that's a side tangent. Just the fact that I, I this series has been just a lot of fun and holy shit, I'm nervous right now for tonight. But I think we're gonna get it done. Bucks and six. So moving on to a little we got a college news and who better to talk college with than I would say I guess yeah definitely the best college f- football podcast here at Belly Up. I guess him and Cruz can duke it out for who wins number one. I, I'm leaning towards Kevin. Cruises is not a football podcast. He makes that clear. So uh, this is a lifestyle podcast. This is an everything podcast. It's just Cruz talking with uh with his goon squad behind them. Which I mean, then again, so are we. We're not really technically a football podcast. We kind of just talk everything. But so so Mr. College Football, um, 
Horns Down is still in the headline list. Uh, when I saw you want to put Horns Down on the show list today, I was like, either something else just came out or he wants to plug something nice. And I kind of I want to hear this. So now they tried to do this a few years ago. But now if you do Horns Down to a Texas player, it's a personal foul. It's a 15-yard penalty, which is dumb. It's so dumb. They're like, oh, it's taunting. Who gives a shit? It's football. I know we kind of touched on this in the live stream, but I, th- I never think we got, like, the full amount of volatility here because we went on a college football debate for, like, an hour. But, I, yeah, it's just soft. I- I'm sorry. Texas is just making this th- themselves look like even more of a joke. This is a Big 12 rule, specifically. Yeah. But you yeah. know who, like, who appealed for this. Oh, 100%. Texas yeah. had to be bitching and moaning. Up and down. I don't think TCU put it in. (laughs) That'd be so weird if like TCU was like, hey, (laughs) TCU's like, we want to establish something. So when we do our, someone puts our our frog down or whatever. You like your little (laughs) weird bunny ear looking like hand gesture? The frogs. It's audio. If I was playing Texas at neutral site without Big 12 refs or just at home without Big 12 refs, you know I'd be doing chords down every single time I did anything. Now, this is specifically to players, like in a taunting matter, or yeah. did we so find you, out, yeah. can you do so it to the crowd? if you turn around and do it to the fans, that's fine. But if you do it to a player or a coach, that's an issue, because these are little crybabies who can't handle a little negative reaction. Oh, this, Kevin, you know why this annoys me, because people do the you down over their crotch all the time. When If a team's beating it, I've seen it like seven times in my life, where like a team's beating the snot out of us, and they put like the you down above their crotch or whatever, and then broke it apart. Like Which they should be allowed. It's a lot. I'm not complaining. I just have a bounty on Sam Howell's head now. So like, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, I, I there's like, a cut. I think Bubba Bolden wants to put his head in his trophy case. Like, not it, to get it should be allowed to do that. Too too conf- confrontational. But like that, they, it is a form of taunting. I think it would have been a much bigger deal if they banned it. Like the fact that you can still do the horns down to the crowd. I think of the West Virginia. Will Greer last second touchdown where that entire offense scored went right to the student section and every single one of them like in those kids face that, that was, was awesome just, that was hysterical that was awesome I mean like and also like we and like, it's not gonna go away I guess like Hornstown's not gonna go away if anything it'll like fire it up more like that's where Texas is dumb I, I, about it I love the I love the taunting I love the because you know if you can't take it as much as I hate hate seeing it when it's done to my team. Like, I love seeing it because it just adds to the rivalry. Well, I'm all for it. If we're talking just, like, straight but, taunting, I'm for it, but that is a part of it. So, like, the horn down kind of I'm going to spin zone this. The Big 12 doesn't care about our children or our future children. I like this. Uh, I like they this. Don't, they, they, no, don't I like want, this. they don't want horns down being done. They want to see players, <laughs> NSC did in Tuscaloosa a couple years ago, where they – at a sack or an interception or a touchdown or something, and ran over to the student section and flipped everyone off. That's what the Big 12 wants. They don't care about the kids. I like that. I agree. Horrible. Big 12, officially anti-children. That was, a, that was a long walk for a short drink of water, man, but I, I'm for it. <laughs> the Big 12 doesn't care about the kids. Big 10, pro-kids, Big 12, anti-kids. Let it be known. Wow. The quality, all the Midwest... You think about that again. That was actually probably a bad thing to say. Yeah, because of Sandusky. I was yeah, like, oh, yep, 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 yep. As it came out of my mouth, I'm like, I think Jared caught on to it because he immediately went off. But yeah, yeah, tough, tough. 
JD's show debut. The well-being. Goes off without a hitch. Well goes on being. a box rant, makes a uh, Penn State joke real early. Um, I mean, also to lead into not this, on purpose, by the way. Uh, our our I wouldn't say our I guess our co-pilot or our our counterpart college podcast to, uh, led by this glorious gentleman with his mustache over there, Mr. Kevin. Tilgan the Quad posted a awesome graphic. And I, he had to, he actually hit me up backstory. He hit me up before this with who the original Florida team was, and he was about to put Miami. I said, "Yes, our the media gases us up like a bunch of crazy bastards." But do you realize who else is in our state, right? And he goes, "Who?" I'm like, you know, Florida or national champ UCF. Like as much as Miami's and Miami fans are fucking annoying, and I will say this is one of them. UCF fans literally make me want to peel my eyeballs back. Like I'm like, guys. Your best moment was was beating Joe Burrow in an OK LSU team. Uh, no, they UCF lost to Joe Burrow. To, they lost to Joe Burrow. I thought they beat Joe Burrow. No, they beat Auburn the year before. No, oh, Auburn was the was national Auburn, championship wrong. year. I flipped them. I thought, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, I flipped them. So I knew they played back to back SEC teams. I thought they beat LSU and lost to Auburn. So thank nope. you for correcting me. But yes, no, that was my when he sent me the graphic before he posted it, because I automatically was like, this is awesome. I love this. But I was like, I will. First of all, I want to rip on because uh, I hate, by the way, as a Miami fan, I hate every other program in the state of Florida. I will go off the rip and say that right now to start this, because who is the most sensitive college football program? We can do we'll do split. We'll do college football and pro football because I feel like there are two different debates here. I will just say this off the rip. I hate every single f- college program in the state of Florida except for Miami. Like, despise. For diff- I mean, except for, like, USF because they're just kind of there. What did FIU ever do to you? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, was is it, it hated or is it well, – well, how would you phrase it? Okay, so I despise. Like, well, actually, no. I, I, at this point, I pity Florida State because they're not going to be good again until my kids are applying to colleges. Yeah, they got a couple natties. We have or more. a natty, a natty. We have, we a have, natty? We have more. Well, recently. Yeah, they have one. We have more. It's okay. In no, the they last had a couple back in the day. Years. Yeah, I was gonna say they won a couple with uh. Dion. Bowden. Yeah. Bowden. Yeah. But then. Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm talking recently. I'm talking like. Oh yeah. I, I like could give. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, you know, of course, our last title was 01, but I, we still get the moniker of the greatest college football team of all time. It's like the one thing I get to cling to right now, even though Alabama came real damn close this year. Um, In a full season, probably would have. Yeah, I would say that. I would love to see them. I would love to see this my Alabama team play 01 Miami because I feel like that'd be like the greatest college football game of all time. But. I don't know. Last it, year's it, LSU versus this year's Alabama. No, because last year's Alabama, this year's Alabama would have punched last year's LSU's team in the mouth. I don't year, know. What about a what about a shootout? Last year's my Alabama uh, team basically was coming back with a hobbled Tua, mind yeah, okay. you. I'm watching this game, sick off my ass. Me and my buddy are in my house watching the game, and he goes, "Dude, they're coming back." I'm like, "I know. That's what's scary. Because if they do, Kevin's gonna be fucking insufferable on Tuesday." If Tua was healthy, we would have won that game. Oh, so yeah. Um, oh, no, also, no. Also, all one Miami would probably put up about 100 on last year's Alabama defense. Just, just so you know. Yeah, I, 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 now thinking about it, your defense last year was, it was it got good. better. 
after yeah. the old Miss game. Old Miss was yeah the closest. But it's game easy here. to play defense on a team when you're already up by 21. Right. But uh, I, yeah, I basically, except for like USF, I basically despise every Florida program. But looking at this list, Kevin, some of my favorites. Uh, obviously Texas is for Texas. No, no shit. LSU fans are annoying as hell because what else is in Louisiana? Tulane, Louisiana Lafayette, like yeah, it's whatever. But my all-time favorite here, besides um, Ke- uh, I'll let Kevin introduce who the who the favorite for Arkansas is. But my favorite is the Ivy League for the entire Northeast <laughs> except for Maine. I love this. I love this so much. As a person who went to college in the same town as an Ivy League and had to deal with those schmucks at bars every Friday and Saturday night, I love this. By the way, Yale, Yale, I, I have only met about maybe 20% of the Yale kids who I didn't want to either throw something at or punch in the face. They're the just smug bastards at bars. The Ivy League's great, but my favorite part is, see, this is the attention to detail that you're not going to get on other college football podcasts, is the fact that Boise has their turf blue. Thank you. I'm glad you read. No one else. I that saw, is the I best part that, about no, that graphic. I, I, I did like that. That is I the best part about that is the attention to detail you're not going to get anywhere else. I did I did appreciate that as well, Kevin. I'm not going to admit that. And I would have been very disappointed if it wasn't Ohio State. I, I'm gonna where, who else is it going to be? Cincy? I'm going to offer this, though, Kevin. Ohio? In Mississippi, you're really gonna take um, Joey. You're gonna let Joey Freshwater slide there and put the put the Bulldogs. Yes, because Joey Freshwater doesn't get triggered. True, Joey Freshwater. He, he doesn't. Him. Like if you say to him, like, hey, like let's say Alabama wins by forty this year against Ole Miss. You say, hey, you lost by forty. He would go, yeah, Alabama's really good. True. He doesn't get triggered. Fair. I mean, I, I'm not seeing anything else I disagree with on this list. I, I love how the Bears for Illinois, because Illinois college football just doesn't matter. Yeah, so. I was going to say, Illinois haven't been relevant since Juice Williams stomped on the other. And Rashard Mendenhall, Mendenhall, baby. That, 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 then Juice they, Williams, first uh, grown man athlete to make me cry as a child. Number <laughs> one, Ohio State. He came to the stadium, stomped on our own. I cried. That was the year sure. after Troy Smith, right? Uh, yes. Yep. As uh, I believe, uh, Todd Beckman. Uh, also, JMU over Virginia Tech. I mean, Virginia Tech, uh, they don't really seem like criers to me. They're just kind of yeah, like, they're just irritating. They're just kind of there, too. Like, they have Mike Vick. That's really it. Uh, you don't hear much about Virginia Tech. One of like two now college programs that have ever won a Division One national championship. Hysterical. Mississippi State got theirs. It's now Shout Kansas, out State. Kansas State and Virginia Tech. Only two left. I mean, I don't really have any other issues the rest of this list, honestly. I mean, Delaware, I mean, unless you use the Blue Hens, I don't know where the house you put there. Jersey, yeah, Rutgers is the only thing relevant. West Coast is tough because you just don't really interact with those fans as much, all us being kind no. of East Coasters. Yeah, I mean, it's like USC just seems easy, but no, yeah. that was the easy pick because that's right. they do get the most triggered. Right. Um, oh yeah. And the they hardest think ones to come up with were. I actually think I messed up. Don't worry, I will also share this to uh, Corner Booth's Instagram page after the show. Obviously. The Arkansas basketball coach that blocked you—that's funny. 
Yes. That is literally my favorite part of this whole. I, saw, I literally looked and I saw a head in the middle. I'm like, no, he didn't. Oh my God, Kevin, I love it. The listeners need to go check out the, the graphic for this this portion of yeah, the. It'll be, def- it'll be you need to the visual game. cues. I, I did this quickly yesterday. I just realized somewhere I messed up. What? What's that? I put the Air Force Academy in Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, you did. Who's the big M next to BYU? <laughs> Colorado School of Mines. Yeah, I was going to say. I For some reason, I put Air Force there at the beginning. It's like, oh, I need Colorado Stone. Didn't look at any other ones. Is the Air Force so, yeah. easily triggered? Well, nobody's perfect. They're the they're like little, the little brother. brother to the yeah, that makes sense. Everyone my bu- my buddy it. just graduated from the Air Force Academy, and we always make fun of him. Like, hey, you should have went to West Co- or West Point. It's not that impressive. Yeah, everyone cares about West Point and the Naval right. Academy. No one. So I messed up there. Uh, but... You know, I think the rest of it's pretty good. The Minnesota Intercollegiate Athletic Conference for kicking out St. Thomas for being too good. <laughs> Eric Musselman for blocking half a gump Twitter. Um, I don't think what other ones I... Maybe Kansas or Kansas State just for basketball reasons. Yeah, but Kansas State, you could just say Kansas is better. See, I feel like, like, I guess I don't ever, I don't, I wasn't aware there are Kansas State fans. So I guess that's the... Yeah, I actually met a couple, which is scary. I've met a couple. There's, like, a a little, like, group of them. It might be a family that lives out in, like, Danbury, where my old gym was. And I've met a couple of them. They're the weirdest people. Because, like, Kansas around basketball season can definitely become a The only Kansas State besides, like, Mike Beasley when I was a kid was, like, Colin Klein's team back in, like, 2012. uh, It was, like, Bill Schneider's last contender year. I want to know your guys' perspective as a non-Big Ten guys. More triggered fan base, Michigan or Penn State? Oh, Ohio Penn State. State. That wasn't that wasn't an option. Well, I because mean, it's clearly number one. It is Ohio State, but of course, JD's going. Yeah, there's play. a lot of us. No, I oh, I want to be at the top of that list. By the way, it, it's Michigan though over Penn State. Yeah, they're just more delusional. It's just the three of them, honestly. That little triangle right there. The is problem just, is, is for just, me recently, it's probably been Penn State. Just because, like, Michigan – it's no fun anymore, man. They're defeated. Like, you talk to a Michigan fan. Like, Penn State still has that glimmer of hope. They'll talk shit back to you. Michigan's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Basketball school. Like, that's usually their, their yeah, response. Yeah, because they're triggered. Right? Penn State will they're, respond. They're like, so beaten down because, basically, Harbaugh has been such a disappointment. I love that, man. Lifetime contract. Please. I remember that's three why, years ago after they so lost in 2016, they were trying to give him a lifetime contract. I'm like, oh, God, yes, please. Uh, no, the, J.D., this is why I was, like, praying for a Willie Taggart, like, tenure extension. Like, just keep giving that man money to fuck up this program. Like, it was bad. You know it's bad when Miami had its worst season since, like, 2007 and Greg Rousseau racks up four sacks on, on Florida State and we're just killing them. And it's bad. And I'm like, this is how bad Florida State's fallen a below 500 Miami team is literally shitting on them right now. Good times. Uh, yeah, so I guess, yeah, I'd say probably the most triggered fan base in this besides Texas has got to be like Ohio State or Penn State to me. We're triggered I, fan base, you think? I mean, in Notre Dame, I'll throw in there too. That little Midwest. I would have put Notre, Notre Dame would have been mine. Like, that little Midwest. Just, I'll just circle the Midwest right there. Literally Notre Dame to Penn State up to Michigan. I'm just going to circle that and just say triggered. Like, that's like, literally what it is. Does being good make you, like, triggered? No, because your fans are fucking annoying. 
And if you if you call if you make jokes about anything about I've like because we've known a couple of Ohio State fans we work with half of them here at Belly Up. It just gets it. Ohio State fans are odd. They're cocky because they've won a lot now. So I guess well, they're less they're less triggered. The they're less triggered than I guess I'd say Notre Dame or Penn State, at least in my opinion, in Texas. I will say I they're, they're, they're really probably, good now, but I would say one of the maybe the most consistent like program. Just LSU definitely makes like the last spot in my top five though. Georgia, yeah. I feel Georgia is just crazy. Georgia in like a good way, defeated. I think. Georgia just feels defeated to me at this point too. Georgia, no, Georgia fans are very easily triggered because they're every year they're like, yeah. oh, it's our year, like we're gonna upset Alabama, and then when they don't, and you're like, hey, remember you're gonna upset us? They just say rent free. It's like you can't say well, that. Rent free, rent free implies you did something to be rent free. Right, like you're winning. Alabama's just petty. That's- like I look at like Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, like they kind of have the right to be. Petty, yes. Triggered, no, because uh, there are some triggered fans, and I'm not saying every fan is super tri- easily triggered. But I get a triggered lot of at Ohio are. State stuff, 100, percent and I'm I'm very annoyed. okay with that. I get annoyed with Miami stuff, but I feel like I haven't been a fan long enough to get triggered. Oh, I mean, there, there, there's certain stuff. I like the the Ryan Day slander makes me mad. You know, stuff like that. Oh, you mean how he's not, he's not, he's, he's like, he's an obsolete head coach. He's taking care of Urban Meyer's players. Um, he has put together better draft or better, better draft. Sorry, better recruiting classes than Urban Meyer has in his oh, first so year. Oh, no, that's debatable. He's put, he is. He's got the number Urban. one. Yeah, he's but you the don't know if they can play. I think that's a thing. Like. Yes, he's co- oh, he's recruited well lately, but which which is it? Well, no, can he, he not recruit or can he not coach? Because if he can't recruit, then that's he the coach. okay. He's using. I'm I'm not saying he can't recruit either. I've gotten off that at the last couple of years because he's, he's also shown like in a two years in. So yeah, like this last year with this recruiting class, I've gotten off that. But I think oh, they have the number one recruiting class. It doesn't mean shit if you can't coach. I'm not saying it's Ryan Day, but also I also want to bring this up. I saw someone say like oh. LSU has a really big media day. They have a lot of offensive or like they're going to be a lot of questions because they have a lot of offensive talent returning. Yeah, their offensive talent sucked last year. Why is that a positive? Their best right. player literally went to the draft in the second round to the Ravens. It's the same reason after Alabama's historic draft class, no one's worried about them. It's like, yeah, they're just going to reload. Yeah, like, like where Oklahoma. Oklahoma's offensive talent coming back means something because they were too like young to go. Like, that's yeah. a little different. That's like, yeah, no, to your point, 100%. Like, the LSU, like, having a lot of people coming back does not – is a good thing and a bad thing. If it's at a place like Wisconsin or something where it's like, this is just another year in the program for, like, three-star guys anyways that are just going to mm-hmm. develop and be Wisconsin guys. But, like, at a place like LSU, it's like, oh, that third-year four-star wide receiver is still on your team. That means he probably didn't develop worth a crap. Yeah. yeah. So – I. This is going to be weird because this is the first time, like, I can remember where, like, we actually placed in the top ten for recruiting class. I'm, like, giddy. Tennessee shows you that it's not – recruiting doesn't matter. I, I, I know, but for Miami – Miami's been doing decent with, like, two- and three-star recruits for the last, like, four no, years. No, that wasn't even, like, a Miami shot, but, like, I was saying to oh, Kevin's, no, I, point, I get it to Kevin's also, point that, like, also, it doesn't matter. Coach doesn't mean shit. I, I think, like – Rhett Lashley and Manny Davis can Manny, Manny Diaz can coach. The, the the point of can Ryan Day coach and and I I don't know if you guys are making the argument that he can't or not or or whatever, but the the pushback I would have is the fact that this year after the same exact coaching head to head matchup, 
you can't watch that game and say Ryan Day coached Dabo under the table because he 100 percent did. Oh no no I I, I Ryan some Day, of the play calls they dialed up were. I also I also think it, towards the end of the game I think Trevor started just giving up a little bit too. Well, sure, but like the idea that they that team was motivated, ready to go no, no, no. in a season Day's that they had not played Day's, very well. Day has that. earned my respect enough that he is a better coach than about ninety five percent of the coaches in the college football. Right and now. I and I'm fine with I, and that's a, I you know Ohio State not triggered. You guys are I don't know where this is coming from. Ohio State triggered. Here I am. No, but but um, uh, the Lincoln Riley comparison drives me nuts. No, mm-hmm. that's I, I'm, I'm joking because like obviously um, I'm sitting here yeah, rambling. I. About don't res- I think he's a good coach. I don't respect Ryan Day yet. That's fine, but like Link- he's done, he's done more than Lincoln Riley in, in in two years. Lincoln Riley just develops quarterback prospects. What Justin Fields hadn't played a snap at or not not a snap. Sorry, not right, a meaningful all, let's snap. Have the, let's before have the guy he comes take a day. Let's have the guy take a damn snap in the NFL before we crown Justin Fields yet. I, I mean, think no, so I'm not was, crowning Justin Fields. He was still a high pick. Oh yeah. So, but also but like, he was a five star. He came in. Pretty much ready because he was with a program, a decent program for a year. Right. Uh, his coaching staff was just idiots and stuck with Fromm. Right. But <laughs> Jake they Fromm. shouldn't have been in the college football playoff this year. Who? Ohio State. That's ridiculous. Uh, really? They played um, like I can count how many they games they played on one hand. Big, they were gifted a Big Ten championship appearance. Yeah. The Big Ten literally changed died. their Sorry. rules. The Big Ten literally changed their rules so Ohio State could get into the Big Ten Championship. They shouldn't have been in the Big Ten Championship. If they were put into the cultural playoffs after, fine. But the fact that the Big Ten decided, you know what? No, we need Ohio State in. My headphones are dead, so I can't hear anything you guys are saying. But just so you know. (laughs) As Kevin is literally just ripping him apart right now. Yeah, Um, sorry. I can hear now. Um Kevin, do you want to All fire right. the belt off again, or do you want to put the All belt? Right. Ohio State was gifted their Big Ten championship appearance. The Big Ten literally changed their rules to get them in. But yeah, you, they were the only team who had multiple teams cancel on them because of the other teams having COVID. The other team that would have gone in front of them was Indiana, who they beat head to head. So why would that? If we, all right, this is my argument. Because of that. these rules if we played exist for a reason. Hold on. Rules. If we played Michigan, that game that got canceled at the end of the year, and lost by 60, we would have been in the Big Ten Championship. But the fact that it got canceled, we're not in? Yeah, rules be rules. Rules yeah, be the, rules. The they rules. made a, It was a, not like a rule that's been there forever. It was an arbitrary rule that they made up two months before, and things changed. Well, that was also on your stupid conference for waiting to the last oh, minute. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me started on my stupid conference. I agree. Yeah, no. The commissioner's an idiot. No, like basically the only conference I think is dumb, who has dumber management than yours is the Pac-12. Because the ACC and the SEC and the Big 12. I agree. Like, like, let's the Big do Ten, it. We're playing. The Big Ten did not do this season right. I cannot stand the Big Ten commissioner. But the idea that if that game is played and we lose, we are in that championship and Michigan cancels it, like, that, that, that means we should be able to be in that championship game. And we proved it against Clemson. Yeah, and then got then Ohio, spanked by then, Alabama. <laughs> Alabama's like, did that's not a flex. That yeah. is a flex, though. It's a flex to everyone but Alabama. I have never. Okay, so it shows I'll, we should have been there. All right, before I slap the JD buzzer again. Um, did it? Yeah. We're not triggered. I, I don't know I, where I this will, idea that Ohio State. No, no, I'm not saying you're triggered. I'm literally <laughs> saying when you go on rants that make mine look minuscule, which is terrifying, I'm going to have to get a JD stop buzzer. I know it. Sorry, it's Ohio State. I, you, I, I got to defend our conference here. You guys are. That if Indiana 
if this happened to Indiana and they would have been, a Big Ten would not have changed the rules. They would have been like, no, Indiana, you didn't play That's enough games. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, but that would have been wrong in its own right. Like if Indiana beat us straight up and that situation happened where someone canceled on them the last week and they beat us straight up to go, but they can't go because they don't have the games and the other team canceled, not them. Any, like Ohio State did not get COVID. It was Michigan. And their numbers were like, I think like 14, 15, where we played a game with 25 people out. They're the ones who canceled. It's not in our hands. So I guess like in that way, I don't know how that's like our problem, I guess. But you're right. Maybe they don't change the rules for Indiana. And that's a part of being good. Special treatment. We make 80% of the money for that conference. So be it. That's all right. Indiana's going to get revenge on you all this year. It's going to be hilarious. Um, Moving on. All I will say this, though, is I never watched the national championship like I did this year where everyone was rooting for Alabama to wipe the floor with Ohio State. Not everyone. Uh, basically, everyone that was an Ohio State fan already was like, dude, I hope Alabama runs them off the table. That's like, fine. Same. Hey, I enjoy the hate, by the way. Like, my I par- like- my parents my parents who root for the Hurricanes out of proximity and root for Alabama because they have other friends there and because of Kevin – but Ohio they were, the world. They we were like just it. they were just like, yeah, I really hope like they run the way we like it. Guys. I also want to point something out real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh J D said that no Ohio State did not cancel any games because of COVID. That's not true. That's not true. No, 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 that's not what I said. That's not one was our fault. One was our fault. We were we had the most canceled on us based on the other team in the country. Which Jared, I think right back. he definitely said they were only canceled on. No, 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 because I know that for no, a fact. Kevin, I said that say, I misspoke because I know he misspoke, that. He misspoke, his intent was he had the most games canceled on them. Like, he didn't say they had no control, games canceled Out of your control. If Are Alabama, not, everyone on their schedule canceled on them, that's not right, Alabama's I'll go fault. to the tape after, and I will check. But I swear, I, I think he actually, in with it, good intent, as much as the Ohio State rant has taken up 20 minutes of my time, he basically has said that, dude, he's worse than Savannah, I swear. <laughs> Sorry, okay, I got to make this fine. point. I'm not, I'm not going to hammer it right, home if he just right. missed I'm just going like, to start smacking the JD buzzer because I want to actually talk who's the most triggered fan base in the NFL quickly before we get out of here. I, I got to say, I'll throw in some nominees right now. I'll throw out Pittsburgh, Dallas, um, Seattle. Because I've met only five Seahawks fans in my life and they're the most irritating people on the planet. It's the Packers. Packers, yep, I was going to say. It was no, it, it is the Packers. If you insinuate before last season, because this season he was because everyone was injured, if you insinuate that he's not a top five receiver, if he's number six, you're an idiot who doesn't know football. Devontae Adams is the greatest receiver to ever play the game of football. Even though he has the top end speed of, like, Mike Evans. He's not even the best <laughs> receiver in Packers history. Yeah, I know that. Not even close. It's Don Hudson for anyone at home. I think Packers is probably the correct answer. Packers, I, correct answer. Steelers. I will say the Steelers, Steelers, Cowboys, I throw in. Any other ones we could throw in there? Um, Maybe around the top five. I think, yeah, I think your Seattle's probably a fair point. San Don't Francisco run into a lot of Seattle fans, but they bit. are loud when you find them. Yeah. I mean, I think our boy Kendrick is a, uh, a Seahawks fan, and he's ruthless about his Seahawks. Oh, uh, also, boys, uh, we have a little special guest coming in here, the cone boy himself. Come here, buddy. <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Kevin, do you got anything uh, weird for us today or no? Not anything weird because we got rid of that with the 1904. However, 
I do want to bring something up. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of never talk about another man's job. And people say fatherhood's a job. I want to talk about our buddy Scott from Craft Root Sports and his job as a father. He was watching the original Space Jam with his kids. And he said, do you know who's in this? Michael. And his son said, Jackson. Oh, Lord. Scott. Also, his no, kid said, Scott. when Michael Jordan gets big, he's going to turn into LeBron. So, uh, Scott, uh, be a better father. Come on. Step your game up. Did you guys watch the new Space Jam? Or Space nope. Jam? No. No. I got to get uh, trashed. I'm going to say something really controversial. I kind of liked it. It's good. I'm going to – oh, my God. You're you're fired. I hated the animation of it even. I just like that LeBron's not great, but, it like, it's a kid's movie, and the Looney Tunes are funny, man. Looney Tunes are funny. I grew up loving the Looney Tunes, but the fact that they took out, like, Pepe Le Pew but then put in the guys from Clockwork Orange in there still cracked me up. Yeah, that's true. No, I mean, it was – it was it's too long. It's way too long. But the game itself, that. once the game starts, it's like, the Looney it's Tunes like, are funny. I saw the stat line. I think Michael Jordan was like 22 for 22, and LeBron was like 4 for 5 or 5 for 5 or whatever. Also, the scoring in this is very weird and wacky. So. Yeah. Well, oh, my God. It's two hours? It's an hour and 55 minutes. It's way too long. The original was an hour 38. Yeah. Yeah. The first, like, half an hour is, like, tough because it's, like, LeBron and his, like, two kids. Not his real kids, but... I think that, so I get that LeBron didn't have his own kids because I mean Bronny is doing other stuff. Uh and his kid had one of his kids had like a big part in the movie. So I understand not casting your own kids. However, why didn't Michael Jordan have his own kids play there? They were in it for like fifteen minutes in the original. Right. No, the the kid is like borderline the main character. So it's like they actually needed like a decent like the kid's a good actor actually. The kid kind of nails it. The kid's good. So it makes sense, but I don't Also, I do want to bring up one more thing about Scott's review of Space Jam. He was talking about the golf scene at the beginning and how Bill Murray and Larry Bird like Michael Jordan gets sucked in the hole and they just walk away like, "Yeah, he's probably fine." Scott said, "These are some cold-hearted honkies, real assholes. Have you never heard anything about Larry Bird?" Cold is doing the planet. They needed, like, a Bill Murray in this movie. LeBron talked way too much for a guy that's not an actor. We also need, like, a Wayne Knight type, too. Like, we need, right. like, Ryan Wilson from the freaking right. uh, from the office. Michael, Michael had better, like, people to act off of. Like, LeBron had, like, a kid to act off of who was good, but, like, it's still, like, not an actor and a kid, and it shows. But the, I like the Looney Tunes stuff. It was funny. All right, fair enough. Uh, I got nothing for the last call today, but uh... – Probably will not watch a Space Jam movie unless like somebody says, "Hey, it's free." I'm like, "All right, I guess I'll take a look at it." Um, it's free on HBO. Yeah, I don't have HBO Max right now, so I'm gonna get it for maybe when I get a, I'm gonna get it for Hard Knocks because I want to see the implosion that is the Dallas Cowboys. So um, I'll definitely do that. But ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for today. Uh, go check out, of course, our boy Kev's podcast coming back this week for their uh, next week for the. Um, Next week, what's the first conference you guys are previewing? SEC. There you go. I will be on for the ACC preview, obviously. Um, it's going to be a good time. Uh, that's it. That's all. JD, good job in your corner booth debut as an official member. For myself, this conehead and fur ball in my arms, and uh, these two knuckleheads. We will catch you all on Thursday for the live stream. Thursday. Bucks and six. Bucks and six.
Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Podcast Network. What's up, guys? It's Jared from the Corner Booth. Do you like living balls out? Oh boy, do I have a spot for you. Over 200,000 customers happily agree Ballsy is the best place for men's grooming products for your man area. Free of BS chemicals like paraben and sulfate made right here in the U.S. of A. Go to Ballsy.com, use promo code BELLYUPSPORTS, all capitals. Ballsy is an official sponsor of the Corner Booth Podcast and Belly Up Sports.